Designing Your Narrative by Ellis Vanden Henden. Why are stories so powerful? What role can they play in design? How can a story be structured to have optimum effect? What should designers consider when using a design story? These are just a few of the questions Ellis Vanden Henden, Assistant Professor of Innovation Acceptance and Consumer Research at IDE, set out to dissect through her research. Her findings in the story were originally used to teach PO3 students the power of design stories and how they can be used in early concept testing. For you, she's reworked the script and added in some new insights. We hope that after listening to her journey, you'll gain further insight into the world of stories, and perhaps you'll be inspired to use a story or two in your next project. This story is read by Joy Van Ho, a Design for Interaction alumna and current member of the IDE communication team. Over the last couple of years, I have dedicated my research to understanding the building blocks of stories better. I wanted to be able to design a story. I wanted to be able to use the building blocks properly and to be able to adjust them to specific design goals. In this podcast, I will discuss these goals, zoom in on some of the foundational principles of stories and look at their applications in design stories. In this scenario, when I say design stories, I mean the story of someone using a product or system. Design stories, when employed properly within the design process, can be used to persuade, educate or inspire. Therefore, it's crucial for designers to know what stories they want to tell and when to tell it. They must also pay close attention to how it impacts their audience. Typically, at IDE, we see our design students writing colorful stories throughout the design process. They're filled with adverbs, adjectives, emotional manipulations and contextual detours since apparently this is what the assignment Tell a Story triggers. As if they are striving to become the next Annie M. G. Schmid, Marieke Lukas Reineveld, Gerard Reve, Amanda Gorman, Tom Lenoy or Raymond Carver. Truth be told, research does show that narratives sell, so this generic approach seems to make sense. In fact, it's probably advantageous to tell decision makers a beautiful crafted, contextually rich and embellished story about your design. You might manage to persuade them and get a thumbs up, a go ahead and let's do this. Simply put, with rich evoking stories, the emotional in equals the emotion out principle is most certainly at work. These kinds of stories are perfectly suited for influencing behaviors, marketing and other decision-making moments in the design process. But what happens when, at a different point in the design process, a designer seeks constructive feedback on a design? In this case, the emotion in equals the emotion out principle is most certainly not desirable. In this situation, a designer is looking for new insights and wants to get back more than they put in. Moreover, they are seeking an evaluation of their design product or service, and not an evaluation of the story itself, however beautiful and rich it may be. And this is where the magic of story really shines. Even simple stories are sufficient as product stories. Our research shows that designers can educate target consumers about products and systems that they know little about by simply telling them a simple story with neutral language. No fluff or unnecessary adjectives involved. A simple design story in which the main character uses the new design as if it already exists. This is sufficient enough for consumers. It still triggers their imagination, allowing them to experience the content and assisting them in generating comments that can help improve the design. Stories, even in their most basic form, help people understand newly designed services or products to the point where they can provide meaningful feedback. So how come stories are so powerful? Stories enable readers or viewers to experience the content for themselves. Some would even argue that narratives match how we are wired. 
Take entertaining stories like movies, novels, or short stories, for example. They are proof that you can forget about the world around you, immerse yourself in a new narrative, and really understand the thoughts and feelings of the characters. These kinds of stories feel like real experiences, like feeling the sun in your skin as you're reading about someone walking through the streets of Los Angeles, smelling the brothels of King's Landing, and feeling the heart-wrenching pain when Meredith Grey says, Derek, it's okay, you go, I'll be fine. Mimicking subtle arm twists to shoot a web like Spider-Man, or feeling the bumps as you ride along one of the carriages of Bridgerton. This mix of imagery, feelings and attention is called narrative transportation. It enables audiences to better understand the content they are being presented with and to appreciate it more. One key factor in inciting narrative transportation is creating a strong narrative structure which creates clear connections between action and outcome. Here's an example that demonstrates the importance of narrative structures in design stories. We once asked consumers to provide feedback on a digital interactive shopping window. Their feedback and the narrative transportation they experienced after reading a simple story, which included some drawings of a person using the interactive shopping window, were similar to the feedback we received from consumers who had watched a narrative demonstration of a working digital prototype of an interactive shopping window. However, when the narrative structure was taken out, we found that consumers' narrative transportation and feedback about, for example, perceived ease of use, began to deviate. In other words, Reading a design story, even if it's simple, allows consumers to experience the product or service for themselves and empowers them to provide meaningful feedback about the design-relevant issues. So, what are the building blocks needed to design a narrative? The typical building blocks, which are also known as narrative elements, that go into compelling story include a main character with thoughts and feelings, a specific order of events to create drama, reference of location and time, and emotional shapes, aka creating certain genres. These, as you may have guessed, are most effective when set within a coherent structure. In a recent study, we quantitatively modeled these narrative elements successfully and demonstrated that they could be used to predict the helpfulness of TripAdvisor reviews about places to see, or sometimes more importantly, places not to see in Las Vegas. After screening 190,000 reviews, we were able to conclude that the more narrative elements that are represented in a review, the more helpful the review is to others. Readers of these kinds of reviews were more likely to be transported into the narrative. They had a clearer image of the place and showed their appreciation with a thumbs up on the review. Next, I'm going to give you an example of how these kinds of narrative elements translate into a simple design story that involves someone using a newly designed service or product. I must point out that it's important to remember one thing. We do not want to use too much emotionally manipulative language when seeking feedback on a new design. Why? Because we want to avoid coloring the audience's impression. Still, to incite narrative transportation, we do need to have a clear narrative structure. In other words, we need to ensure that the events, goals of the main character, interaction and benefits within the design story align. Now take a moment, and if possible close your eyes, and imagine the following. Robert's cat makes a mess by jumping over the breakfast table. Robert sighs. He needs to clean up the floor ASAP before his mom comes over for a visit. He wakes up his cleaning companion by clapping his hands three times. The companion whirls from its docking station, detects a mess near Robert, and mops the floor in about 60 seconds. Now, Robert is ready for a visit from his mom. Robert's sigh is a low emotional indicator of his mood. By highlighting his feeling in this manner, his emotions are not exaggerated. If they had been, the scene would have gone something more along the lines of The frustration Robert feels from the mess causes the rash in his neck to flare up again. The entire situation makes him think that he definitely needs a new cleaning device to have a calmer life. To achieve the goal of gathering constructive feedback on the product itself, we avoid exaggerating any benefits the product may offer. For example, the story could have said, 
The companion whirls from its docking station and mops the floor faster than any other cleaning product on the market. You will also notice that the ending is neutral. Robert does not display any strong emotions toward the product itself. Rather, with its help, he is simply ready. One final note about the main character within the narrative. Our research shows that dissimilarities between the reader and the story's main character are fine, so long as the character doesn't represent a person that the reader does not want to be associated with. Creating a simple, relatable design story means you need to include characters that are easy to identify with. If this doesn't happen, then readers tend to take the path of least resistance. This results in them not fully stepping into the story, nor sharing the vivid experience of what it's like to use a new, unknown product. To put it simply, when designers are using storytelling techniques, they must be acutely aware of narrative structures and the proper use of narrative elements. Stories can persuade and provide clarification of content, which are two very useful outcomes in the design process. I hope this podcast helped illuminate the power of stories and explained how narrative elements can contribute to telling your own design story. Oh yeah, here's one final tip for you. Finding inspiration for your narratives will most likely come from your daily life experiences. And while that is perfectly fine, make sure you enrich your daily life experiences by experiencing those of others. Read books, watch good movies, and then, while you're at it, read some more books.